Bids are in. The gavel's dropped. Ladies and gentlemen, here at Wine Bid, we are finally hammered. That's right. This is Wine Bid's podcast to get all things wine value, wine retail, wine auctions, and just wine. With you, as always, I'm Jeff McGurn from Wine Bid's marketing team. Uh, and here with me is my compatriot, Paul Walker, our wine expert, also known as the Admiral of Amarone. That's right. Paul <laughs> is a wine expert. He especially knows a lot about, well, all wine. He knows about everything. This yeah. is our recap a, episode. A little bit about wine, a little bit about wine auctions. You know, agree to disagree. This is, our re- this is our recap episode. We're going to be running into, we're going to be talking about everything that happened um, this last Not auction. everything. Not everything, Jeff. We don't have that much time. Just, okay. you know, we're going to be talking about a lot. Fine. Paul's cutting down. He's shortening the episode to just some things that happened. Well, there's, there's thousands of bottles sold every week. So I don't. we don't have time to go through all of those. Okay. Well, you, Paul has a very busy schedule and doesn't have enough time for his seven <laughs> robot fans. So let's jump right into it. Okay. I want to talk about something that I thought was a tremendous value. Kids and ease. Kids and no, ease. I'm not. No, we're not talking. <laughs> Silence yourself. Okay. Don't interrupt me. That's, when, the big, I, that's a big story from last That's not week. where we're starting. That's not where we're starting. We're okay. starting another All story. Right. All right. And this is a story... It's an, a tale as old as time. 2000 story that you're going to tell. Like, do we need to hear it again? Because if it's that old or. Yes. Yes. In 2000, Claude Pap, Chateau Neuf de Pap. We have. Oh, right, 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 right. This eight, thing. Yeah. Eight bids took them from $50. They hammered it about 55, 56 bucks. First of all, I think that's a tremendous deal for Claude Pap, right? 2000 was a great year yeah. for Chateau Neuf de Pap. It's and got 24 years of age on it. Like $55. Those bottles go for. Uh, like 80 90 100 dollars at retail. It's, yeah it's it's to me it's the scores it's all scores because this wine you know as we know it's been spectators number one wine in the past and sold for quite a bit more i think even double and so when there's a wide variation in what the critics say about it which in this case the spectator gave it an 87 points which anything under 90 we don't publish on the site but is also you know the death knell for a wine to get a get, get, get a score in the eighties, and so when you see these kinds of score discrepancies, it I think less now and nowadays, but in, in you know previous years, it really made a difference in the auction. So much so, I think that like historically, some wines have totally tremendously benefited from their high scores that were given many many years ago, even if the wines are not that great anymore, and the price will remain right at a very high level. And I think this wine, it is an example of that. And I, I'll bet it's amazing. So oh, but it's phenomenal. Dude. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you're better buying, you're better off buying, the, you know, something with 23 years of age on it than, you know, a 10 year old or whatever, five year old release that gets bigger scores that costs twice as much. So. And this is a phenomenal example of that I just, I, I wanted to mention this because it was just a, an absolutely tremendous deal. All right. Now we can get to the feature part of our program. <laughs> we'll spend the next hour and a half talking about this one producer. <laughs> no, I think, will... I think 
I think this is interesting in the sense that it's generally unprecedented for a very, very small production Napa winery to yes. mention Winded in their marketing materials. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Kinsman Eads sent an email to their waiting list customers, not their actual mailing list customers who buy the wine actively, but their waiting list customers, of which I am one. So I received the email and was very surprised. I also heard from... Friends who were on the waiting list <laughs> said, "Hey, <laughs> Kinsman Eads is promoting wine did. I was like, "What? <laughs> what the what? What the but, what?" Yeah, we had yeah, we had multiple three liters. Well, I I think there were actually no, there were how, one, two, how three, many three four, liters five, were there? Six, I think there were there were six. There were six three liters. Six three liters. Okay, and then and then um, quite a few seven fifties from one of their founding members. Um, and so this was quite a big deal because. You know, there's very few of these bottles in existence. And some of the older wines were sold as well, which like the Kinsman Eats and JS 16, which went bonkers. And then what else? The the 2018 Radamanthus also went nuts. So the yeah, it was seen on Jaya. Uh, there were, th there were three bottles, six bids, six, three or five and four or five. I mean, everything pretty, I mean, everything sold through and everything, everything got, bid up. yeah, everything up. sold through and everything got bid up. Yeah. Yeah. Everything got bid up multiple bids. Uh, yeah. The 18 Romanthus, as you mentioned, I mean, that had eight bids for three of them. We had 33 bottles of seven fifties and six, three liters. So just a ton of Kinsman's, which I mean, we see Kinsman needs come in, but it's, it's usually like one, two, three bottles at a time. Not, you know, yeah, not like 40 of bottles of Kinsman needs coming into auction. This was unprecedented. Yeah, they did really, really well. And so that was, that was a lot of fun to see. They did phenomenally well. I thought it was interesting this 2012 um, Schaefer Fröhlich Bockenauer Felsenic uh, Riesling Grosses Gewachs Gold Capsule. Two of them, we had eight bids. It took them from 40 to 85, $86 a piece, which I thought was crazy for. for yeah, that's a, that doubling. Yeah, doubling in price from reserve is interesting. I think the other thing too is that. It, well, it's just very rare. It's a rare wine. It was last, last, I remember looking this up. It was, it sold in 2016 for, you know, for 41. So it's just the fact, I think that it hasn't been in for a long time. And that's impressive. That's, imp that's impressive. We also have got the 18th Silver Oak, Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, yeah, this one, this one cracks me up because Silver Oak's readily available at retail. Uh, yes, I mean literally, I can I yeah. go to I I think I go to supermarket and buy a bottle right. of broke right now. Yeah, right. we see we see a lot of great old stuff on the auction from people's you know collections, and and those wines tend to get bit up. But but eighteen, it's got to be close to a recent release. I mean, I don't know what they're on now. They're probably on twenty twenty, but yeah, that is interesting to see go, going from eighty to hundred. The hundred, what? I think it's five. Has Camus released their 2024s yet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, love, I know you love to talk trash about Camus. I, I actually like it. You know, yeah, people, people hate on Camus. I like Camus. I just always joke around because I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like January 1st, uh, 2024, and I'll be in Costco and then the 2024s will be out. I'm like, how did they get their wine out so fast? Yeah. Right, it like, does get released quickly, but I'm not sure about Silver Oak. I, I I know that they used to have this crazy release party every year in Oakville, and it was like 
going to a rock festival or something. People were just wildly out of control. I'm not sure if they still do that. But in any event, 18 is probably, it's probably a couple of vintages out. So, you know, this might just be a harder one to find, you know, at retail. Or if you do find it at retail, it's probably 150, 200 bucks. So it looks like it's still a relative deal at, at what? 105, 100, 105 bucks. This is their Napa. It looks like, I mean, their Alexander Valley 2019 is available. Like I'm seeing available at local liquor stores. I'll bet you could probably go to the winery and buy the 18, but like I said, it's probably available for pickup. Silver Oak Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon 2018 for $154 and 97 cents at my local. Okay. All right. Where is that? Uh, I'm not going to say, I'll just say it begins with a T and ends with an odal wine. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, okay. if you there can you discern it from, uh, from that, then, then you'll know some of the places. Uh, and that was, that's like the sales price. That's the like, Oh, whatever. I've normally like 170, right. something like that. So let's see what else we got here. Uh, okay. We have this. Oh yeah. The, I mean, look, there's a bunch of, we already talked kids means there's a bunch of kids mean stuff. That's what this Simone, uh, Bizet, Savigny, Le Bon. So Simone bees. There's bees, no accident. Uh, bees everywhere. Savigny, Le Bon. <laughs> Uh, a guet, uh, seven bits are from 60 to $72. That was interesting. Yeah. These wines are, these wines are going up in price slowly. I don't think they're going to explode, but you know, 10 years old, it's a fantastic bone producer, great vineyard sources, great winemaking, and they're not crazy expensive. And I think, so I think there's still deals. Like one of our colleagues actually wrote about this wine in, a, in an email last week too, um, because I think there were a couple of them, but anyway, yeah, getting a lot more attention these days, getting more expensive. So those are still ones I think to kind of, you know, to grab if you get a chance before they hit the three, you know, figure category. Let's speaking of three figure category, let's talk heavy hitters. Okay. At the very top, we had the 1990 Dummy Romani Conti, Romani Conti sell for 15,800. Probably not surprising. We had some Screaming Eagle, uh, 2019 Cabernet Sauvignon, three, uh, three ball lot OVC sell for 75.49. Some 16 Latash for 42.35. And the 82 Petrus sold at 3,300. Some weed. Yeah, that one didn't, didn't stick around. I got the, no, I, well, it didn't get bid up, but it got bid on quickly. It got bid on quickly and it yeah. sold. Uh, we've got, we had a couple cases of Bond, the 18 Melbourne. The yeah, six packs of 18. Six yeah, packs. Melbourne. 18. Vachina. There's also 19 five ball horizontal for what was it? 2490. There were a couple yeah. of the Melbury was 2900 and the Machina was 2700. And the 61, we had a ball of 61 Palmer that sold for 2570. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a serious price. <laughs> I mean, 61's, you know. This is a legendary wine for sure, but that is that is a lot of money. I think that is for, a lot of money it's for. It's got to be the most expensive Palmer, at least in the last, you know, I don't know, hundred years. Find uh, me a more expensive Palmer. I yeah. <laughs> legendary wine for sure, but that's yeah twenty twenty five seventy. I mean, it's actually down. It was selling for more as I looked at history, but 
anyway, we had some some records, uh, certainly on the Kinsman Eads, the 18 uh, Rodamanthus for six, 655 and the 19 Rodamanthus for 490. Those are both records as far as we could tell. Records on Lopez de Heredia. Uh, yeah, white Rioja. wine. From, the white, white wine, wine, the Blanca. Lopez Heredia. Yeah. Right, a 64 sold for $1,300. Previous yeah. high was 550 in 2016. And then a 68 uh, for 850. Again, these are Blancos. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's some serious a age. Serious market for that for the white wine. I mean, the rosé goes for a lot too, but this these older whites are just stunningly. You know, I mean, I think it's it's really really hard to find. They're not yeah. they don't through very often. So we had a uh, fifteen uh, Gerard Muray uh, Echazo for four eleven, and then this uh, twenty fifteen Continuum Mag uh, uh, OWC went for four twenty five. Uh, yeah, record. We were thinking too that I mean I kind of consider that still consider that to be a, a decent deal. I think magnums from the winery are probably probably somewhere in that range, or actually probably more like five hundred. So I still think continuums is a good deal. Uh, you know, it's surrounded by very famous, extremely expensive neighbors up on Pritchard Hill. It's, it's Tim and Dobby's legacy of winemaking and and skill and experience, and I think the wines are great actually. So. These will probably continue to creep up in value over time. Yes. Um, 2012 McDonald uh, set a record on 750. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's like, I wonder, you know, the 10 was the first vintage on the mailing list, I think. And that's going for over a thousand. So that, yeah, the 12 is, it's getting up there. Paul's getting up there. Uh, 82 Salon Le Mesnil Blanc de Blancs set a, a record high for 16 at 1640. Yeah. Uh, and then a 45 Sandman set a high at 1250. Woo! Yeah. That's an expensive port. I mean, again, very, very rare. Very not, rare. Not easily found. You can't, you're not going to just go down to the store and find. I'm, I'm down to my last 12 cases of 45 Sandman. You know, well, you, know you, go to, you go to retailers and you can generally find like 77s, 83s. You know, you can find vintages that are well known and, and, you know, sort of, they almost seem universally available. I don't know why I feel like that, but it just seems like, you know, mid 90s vintages too. But yeah. 55 and 45 those are i mean they're phenomenal vintages and extremely rare at this point so i'll t- i'll just wrap up with this one which i thought was super interesting 2020 chateau lafitte ross shield set a record for 650 i thought that's interesting because obviously this is a recent release these just these just hit the shelves this last fall we're seeing some right. movement on it the previous high was in october of 604 you know are are we going to see this the the 2020 start to creep up the 2019 i mean i can't imagine they won't it's there's still there's still such a good deal like when you can yeah that's what that's uh, why i'm continuously baffled by is that the 19s 18 you know some of these very very strong vintages the the you know the first growth and and also you know super right bank wines or whatever you want to call them they're they're not nearly as expensive as you know the 15s the 10s the nines and obviously older vintages are much more so it makes no sense to me it's a strange thing it's a strange thing yeah yeah, but, but, you know, look, I will continue to accept the good deals, you know, marketplace, yeah. you know, you guys continue to bid on, uh, on other stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's like I'll as a juxtaposition up. to that too, like the 98 Chevel Blanc hammered for over 1105, yeah. yeah, 1105, which to me is 
bizarre because it was in last week's auction and a hammer for 705. So, you know, <laughs> what's going on there? It might have just been a bidding war, but that to see the 98 get pushed to four figures is wild because again, there are now, I don't know if, you know, scores no longer matter to people or not, but there are sort of stronger scored vintages that cost, you know, hundreds less than what the 98 just hammered for. So. But you know what? It's interesting to see some of this movement and it just goes yeah. to show you there are still there's still values in the market, even in the board. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? on, on on all sort of all ranges. Oh, yeah. The only other one I wanted to mention, I, I almost forgot. Sorry, was that this Raminate, uh Shasanya Verge 1992, which I think started at 185 and hammered at what was it? 445, no, 447. So that was really really impressive that was something else for sure craziness absolute craziness all right and with that ladies and gentlemen that wraps up this episode of finally hammered this has been jeff McGurn and paul walker wishing you happy bidding and cheers cheers